Idea Farming is a consulting communications and market development company that helps agri-food businesses and industries deal with challenges and opportunities. In our Idea Farming podcast, we take an idea and theme about farming and drill down on what's happening on the farm. And today we're visiting with Sue Sigler. She's the executive director of the California Food Banks, and she's based in Oakland. And Sue, we were talking about earlier how California Food Banks lead the nation in helping people. We're very proud that California food banks lead the country in terms of providing fresh fruits and vegetables to people in need. And in fact, for many of our California food banks, over half of the food that they provide is in the form of fresh fruits and vegetables. We still would like to be able to serve many more people than we are able to currently. And so we're always looking for um, more uh, contributors and for more fresh produce. But we are right now providing over 140 million pounds a year, primarily from generous California farmers who care deeply about what happens in their communities. Well, Sue, you mentioned farmers, you know, and I know they're a big part of the Farm the Family program, which is part of the California Association of Food Banks, right? Can you tell us a little more about that? We have 44 member food banks from every part of California. And here at the association, we operate the Farm to Family program. And it has kind of an interesting history because um, in the late 1990s, food banks started to see some of the traditional sources of food that they relied upon um, were starting to dry up. Particularly, those were things like overstocks in grocery stores. Um, and when grocery stores started using club cards, then and all of a sudden overstocks were a thing of the past. Likewise, maybe mislabeled or dented cans usually wound up in food banks, but um, those manufacturers started finding secondary markets for those products in places like dollar stores or overseas. So at that time, food banks uh, had uh, to really rethink our model and what we were doing. Um, prior to that time, folks didn't really want to handle fresh food. It, it's harder, um, obviously shorter shelf life, and um, and takes a, a lot more cold storage than we had at that time. But over time, food banks built their capacity to be able to do that, looked at new and innovative ways that they could distribute in a much more rapid manner, and began to grow their programs and their food banks around fresh produce. Today, we not only operate the Farm to Family program, but we also operate operate um, a statewide nutrition education program called the Produce Education Program that we deliver side-by-side side with those fresh fruits and vegetables so that um, folks who might be seeing um, a fruit or vegetable for the first time um, may not know and may not know what to do with it um, will receive nutrition education about why it's important to include fresh produce in your diet, what the value of that particular product is, how to store and handle it, how to prepare it, and often even a, a taste test right there while folks are receiving um, their food from the food bank or a food pantry. And so um, we have a commitment not only to sourcing and providing that fresh produce that's so important for a healthy diet, but also to helping educate people on the ways that uh, they can incorporate that into their diet and make the best use of it. Hey, Sue, you're working with farmers with the Farm the Family program, and these farmers may have some excess product in the field that they may not have a home for, huh? We consider the Farm to Family program an important partnership with um, our agricultural partners, um, and um, many of the fruits and vegetables that they provide 
provide to us are at no cost at all. But often farmers aren't able to do that. And so in some cases, we are able to pay um, a, a small fee, a few cents per pound, that covers the cost of picking and getting that product to the food bank. And many of our farmers have found that to be very advantageous in their business model. They, they find that it helps increase cash flow and that it, when farmers have a source and can recoup a few cents for their growing costs for their number two or their cull products, that that can actually dilute the cost of production for their number one products. So we like to look at the program as a win-win-win. It's a win for food banks, it's a win for farmers, and most importantly, a win for the people who need to get enough to eat every day. You're listening to an Idea Farming podcast, and we're speaking with Sue Sigler. She's executive director of the California Food Banks Association. Well, Sue, I know you support the urban hungry as well as the rural hungry. How tough is it out there, especially during the drought among the farm worker community? These valiant, noble farm workers, many, you know, that harvest our food are now laid off because of the drought. And many of them now need assistance. And the work that food banks do is vitally important. We are serving over 7 million Californians every year. And, and as we all know, many communities have seen extreme challenges around employment during times of drought. Certainly in the agricultural areas, we know that there have been well over 17,000 farm workers who have been suffering a loss of employment due to the drought. That's vitally important to many of these farm workers and others that are really hurting because of the drought. And it really goes further than that, doesn't it, Sue? We know that one in six adults in California doesn't get enough to eat, and one in five children regularly doesn't get enough to eat. And so while we are very proud of the generosity of our farming community and very proud of that 140 million pounds a year that we're currently able to deliver, to put that in context, we would need to effectively triple that in order to meet the need that's actually out there in California. Our national partner, Feeding America, estimates that we are missing over $3 billion that's billion with a B, (laughs) meals every year in California. And that's what we need to keep striving for to make sure that everybody in California is well-nourished. Well, we're speaking with Sue Sigler. She's executive director of the California Food Banks Association. Thanks for all your good work, Sue. We appreciate you being with us today. Well, thank you so much, Patrick. We'll continue with this Idea Farming podcast on the subject of Farm the Family. And with us on the phone now is Jack Vesey. He's an Imperial County vegetable grower, and he's very active in helping out with food banks. Jack, how are you managing the farm and getting this done? We've always been big supporters of the local food bank here. I mean, you know, as, as growers, we sometimes make a mistake and pack product when we shouldn't be because the market's so low, and at least I have an opportunity to get rid of it and, and give it to, you know, some people that can use it and need it instead of me disking it or, you know, doing other things. Uh, so when I was approached by Farm to Family, a local rep, we had a few meetings here, and uh, you know, I, I basically said I will do what I can, and, and we've been uh, had a good partnership, good relationship. Uh, when the markets get low, you know, they, they they you know can offer some things, and you know, to help us cover the cost of harvesting and other things, uh, to, to to get these fresh fruits and vegetables to people that that you know just can't really afford it, and 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 gives them a an opportunity to eat these things. It gives us an opportunity to give back to our community in a different way. I mean, some people may not be a local baseball team or 
or a, or a church function. This is a way for us to give you know back to people that, that, that are really need and gives a different opportunity to give give back. So Jack, I guess it's more than just gleaning. You're harvesting things and getting it to the cooler, and then and then making sure it gets to the food bank. Yeah, we've talked about gleaning programs. We're still not there yet here locally, but it's something I've talked about many times of how we can figure that out. Um, we've got to a point where, I mean, the local rep here, he's in my office quite a bit, actually. We discuss things quite a bit, and uh, we, we make a lot of donations to him. Uh, we have a good relationship with our cooler that actually cools for other people, and, and you know, we let him know what's going on and help help be able, you know, to, to help him facilitate getting that product, you know, from the cooler to, to the local food bank here. Jack, you're talking about high-quality produce coming out of your fields, right? Yeah, yeah, and one of the things we do, that may, you know, we, we try not to wait you know, I try to give fresh stuff as well. I mean, one of the things we'll do is say if I pack 20 pallets of carton cabbage in a day, you know, we try to at least give a pallet, you know, I don't know if it's a week or once a month, we give them a fresh pallet that's just harvested that day instead of, you know, I don't I don't like to donate stuff that's been in the cooler for 10 days just because we can't sell it. Uh, if we know that we're going to have a problem, you know, I, I you know obviously talk to my salesman every day and I look at our inventories in the cooler and, if the inventories are building and it's been in the cooler, I look at how many days it's been in the cooler. So, you know, let's not wait until the stuff's two weeks old to call the food bank. If you don't think you're going to be able to sell it and the market's not doing good, get rid of it while it's got some shelf life and people are able to, to, to enjoy you know, a little freshness on this crop. I, I find, find that quite important to do every now and then. You know, and having that fresh produce for a food bank, that's, that's quite different these days, isn't it? Correct. I mean, you know, a lot of my neighbors, you know, I, we've talked about, I've talked to my neighbors about this program because I think it's so good is that, uh, you know, we've, we've, you know, you've become accustomed to, oh, I'll call the food bank when you want to dump it, you know, and, it, and I told me it's not about dumping product, you know, I mean, they, you got to, <laughs> you, you shouldn't send stuff that's three weeks old and tell them to come pick it up. They're not your dump. They're not your personal dump. And that's not what it's there for. Hmm. It's there to, 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 you know, come take it off our hands, but they still like to have fresh and edible food and something that's not just going to be able to go in the trash. Well, Jack, as a farmer, I mean, I'm sure the food banks appreciate all you're doing for them, and and I guess other farmers are were really helping out as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're unique. I mean, I, I know up and down the states of some other companies that are very involved in these types of programs and work well with the food bank, and and I know through my local rep, you know, we've, we've talked about the different organizations and that that have helped the food bank over the years, and I think it's just, and I know that the the Farm to family and food banks themselves and their associations trying to get closer to some of these farmers that never really used the program. And I wouldn't say use it, but have been involved in the program. I just, uh, I was raised by a father that felt it's very important to make sure you give back to the community and you're able to look in the mirror at the end of the day and say that you did something good. So I think now it's just kind of making sure that we get the word out there. And I, I've told the food bank and farm to family and any of these organizations, if there's anything I can do to help, don't hesitate because I believe it's a very important program. and. You know, especially where I live in, you know, the, the southeastern corner of California with one of the highest unemployment rates and poverty rates. You know, I think it's important to be a part of your community and do what you can to, as much as you can to help. Well, thank you, Jack, for all the things you're doing. I mean, it's, it's, I know you're busy during the, I know you're busy year-round with your farming operation, but you're, you're really helping out. The way I look at it sometimes is we're turning a negative into a positive. I mean, the negative being the market's the market. There's nothing I can do about the market, but at least I can you know, feel good about the end of the day after, you know, looking at all this crop that we're walking by and not harvesting. At least we can get some out of the field and deliver to people in need, and it, it, it makes it turns a, a negative into a positive. We've been speaking with Jack Vesey, a vegetable producer in Imperial County in Southern California. This wraps up another Idea Farming podcast, which is created by Roger Wasson of Idea Farming. For more information, go to wassonideafarming.com. I'm Patrick Cavanaugh reporting.